You're listening to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World with Father Anthony Mesa, where we explore ways to encourage and equip the local Orthodox Church. Let's get started. Welcome back to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World podcast. Um, I'm Katie Karras, and I'm back here with Father Anthony. Welcome back, Father Anthony. Thank you, Katie. Welcome back to you as well. Thank you. And it is um, such an exciting time around here, Father Anthony. We are still on Zoom, obviously, um, for our podcast, but we are all back at church. Yes, something something that I personally know many people have been waiting uh, for quite a long time to say we are back. Yes, Katie, we are back. And, and not just at church, I mean, we're back at, um, uh, just saw Costco has their samples back, <laughs> um, <laughs> stores are back open, uh, you know, number counts are, are being lifted, masks, ban masks are being lifted, all that. So we are on our way to what we keep hearing back to normal, or like what I've heard a lot is the new normal, um, pretty much everywhere these days. And, and what do you think? Of that like what does that mean to you this concept of new normal back to normal the way i view it um normal is a moving target normal is not stationary what was normal in you know when i was growing up is not normal you know these days not gonna be normal for our kids and when they have kids so i, I feel like normal is like i understand what people are saying we want to get back to doing the things that we do but the truth is that normal is a moving target it's not a stationary thing and the name of this podcast is Bring an Ancient Faith to a Modern World, which is our mission statement at STSA. And it's so perfect and so fitting for a time like this. You know, when, when COVID first hit, you know, us as well as everyone else was reeling and what do we do and how do we do church and everything has changed and it's not normal. But then, you know, we kind of took a step back and said, this is exactly what the purpose of our mission statement is, is that we are bringing an ancient faith, which never ever changes to a modern world, which is constantly changing. So the way we have to approach it pre-COVID, post-COVID for the rest of our lives is how does the ancient faith translate into wherever the world is today? And where the world is today is different than it was a year ago. Certainly it'll be different in another year. So I get rid of this idea of, of like going back to normal as much as we need to assess where's the world today and how can we bring an ancient faith in today's world, okay, knowing that most likely by tomorrow the world will change but that's the beauty of our ancient faith is it's, it's the anchor. And, and my personal opinion is, you know, I, I don't think the world is ever going to, quote, go back to normal. I see something like this. Um, this is like one of those 9-11 moments where we will recover and we will get back to doing the things that, you know, we, that we love to do. But I don't think we'll ever go back to being the same as we were before. There will always be an impact. Now, like 9-11, hopefully the impact is better. Hopefully, you know, we have, you know, more security and things like that, you know, in airports. So I think the same will be of COVID. I think the world will never be the same. And hopefully that's for the better. How, what, how does that translate to like the church environment specifically in this like post-pandemic world? Um, what does that look like for every Sunday when we're, we're going back to church? Well, I, I, I'm just, I'm speculating here. So I, I don't have a crystal ball that I see these things, but I, I think one of the ways that that the world will not be the same again. I think at least not for a long time, like huge gatherings, large gatherings. Um, I think it's gonna take some time to get back there. And I don't, to be honest, I don't know if the whole like the mega church, the, you know, a thousand people gathering together for worship. I don't know if that's ever gonna come back, to be honest. I, I think what we're gonna see is people are going to 
be more desiring of smaller and medium-sized churches, which, you know, again, fits beautifully with our Orthodox model. Like the Orthodox model of church is, you know, a relationship between, like we say, father, we believe in confession, okay? And, and so that we believe in a relationship between the priest and every member of the parish. So the Orthodox model actually, again, I think is perfectly positioned for this because we don't see the church as something which is, you know, mega and just kind of like a factory and things like that. And again, I, 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 I see the hand of God in, in so many things during this pandemic um, that for sure there was a lot of negative stuff, but for sure God was also working. One of the things that we did at STSA, which to be honest, God did it. We just kind of stumbled upon it is we actually started um, a second location. So um, in addition to praying in Arlington, having services in Arlington, we started services in Leesburg, a city about 45 minutes northwest of here. And the reason why we did it is really was out of necessity because we had to limit the numbers. So we said, if we're going to limit the numbers, why do we make everyone drive to the same location when people live from all over? Um, and really, God really blessed that. Um, and, I, and, I, and now both locations are starting to, to fill up again, seeing increase in I, I kind of think that's the direction that we're going to see is people are going to be gravitating away from, you know, the 1,000 people inside the church and more towards um, some of the smaller and medium-sized uh, gatherings. The other thing that I think, I mean, we've kind of talked about this as in our, in our staff meetings is, is that I think people will value certain things more than other things, okay? And, and specifically, um, one of the things that I've been saying is we need to, to put more emphasis on being personal versus being professional as we approach the post-COVID world. Interesting. So um, I, I definitely think that how people view relationships, um, events, celebrations, we've, we've really been forced to look at those things over the past year very differently. Um, mm. that, and, and so how does that what do you mean by kind of the church itself focusing on more of the personal relationships versus the professional um, environment? I think for a long time, and I'm guilty of this as well, I think it's all of us, I think there has been a focus on professional, meaning how good we can do things, how, um, you know, whether it's state of the art or how, um, you know, how, 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 how good the operation could be, how perfect the operation can be, and especially with us, I tend to be a perfectionist by my nature, and I, I think I, I guess I attract perfectionists by my nature because that's just how we all are. So we need things to be perfect. But we learned a lot during COVID, and what we learned is that personal is more important than professional because people miss the real touch of one another. So high tech and screens and things like that, like those are okay, but that's not what people are yearning for. What people are yearning for is that connection with one another, and that means that even if it's not as professional. Even if it's not as perfect, you know, if we can connect with people at a real level, again, smaller level, more intimate level, I think that's what we saw during this past year. That's what people are craving as they're coming back to church. They're not coming back because they want high tech or they want things to be very professional. What they want is real. They want, they want to touch people and to talk to people and to hug to people. Um, so I think that that's a critical piece that we all need to shift our mindset from, from professional to personal. The other thing that I think goes along with that is the whole idea, Katie, you know, there's something we talk about a lot at STSA, which is community impact, right? We, we tend, we like to not, we don't like to talk about community service. Our goal isn't just to serve the community, but our goal is to impact the community. Um, and I think during this past year, we realized how connected we all are, is that we want to think of ourselves as we kind of live in this bubble, but 
we saw that, you know what, we are part of a really a global community and everything we do affects one another. And I see this as the perfect chance for us to show love to the community and to endear ourselves to the community and to impact the community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to basically say, you know what, like we're a church. We're not like up here, like praying for you guys, you heathens, like wishing you that you would repent. Like we're in it with you. Okay. And if we have resources that can help, like let's do it. Like we are all in this thing together. We're not apart from the community. And that's an important piece of Christianity is that Christ didn't come to be far from man and tell man what he needed to do. He became one with man. He lived amongst us. Okay. He took our flesh and he lived in a, in a, in a, a group of people and spoke their language and, and ate with them and drank with them. And so I think this is a chance for us as a church. We have to be doing the same thing. You know, we all saw pictures during this time of COVID, you know, of, of you know, the extremes. Okay. There's always there's the extremes in everything, but somehow the extremes when it comes to church, those are the ones that get the headlines. Okay. No one ever talked about this doctor who doesn't believe in vaccinations and told people not to get it. We talked about the pastor who said that. You know, no one said about this lawyer, like it's always the pastor. Um, <laughs> but I get it, like, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna get into that. But we all saw that at certain points in time that, you know, such and such pastor is basically thumbing his nose at COVID and telling people they don't need to get it. And like I said, people in every profession, there were doctors who said the same thing and there was lawyers who said it and there was teachers who probably said it, but no one cares about them. It's just the one pastor who said that. And to be honest, because that was so... Um, I was in, in people's face a lot. Like when people thought about, you know, you know, COVID spread in this area. Well, it's probably from the church, probably the church gatherings. Um, it, it's time for us as the church to reestablish our reputation as members of the community. We're not here to thumb our nose at them or think we're better than them or tell them they don't have faith or they need to repent. We're here as a part of the community to serve one another and to hopefully be a light into that community. I couldn't agree more. And, um, just to clarify, we are getting back to church very safely, right? At SDSA, we're doing things the right way, just to clarify for all the listeners. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I see kind of a theme in, in those two points, and that's um, a buzzword in 2021, 2020, is authenticity. And, and the idea of like, we don't, we, we kind of all struggled a lot over the last year, and we can all be very honest about that. No one needs to hide um, in a corner because they were stressed. Everyone was stressed for a year. Everyone was worried. Um, everyone felt isolated. So when we're coming back to church, it's it's um, we have this unique opportunity to really be authentic in how we connect with each other. When we're asking how how we're you know how are you doing on Sundays, I think there's like a a more of a weight to it than than there was a year and a half ago. Um, so I, I love that idea of, of coming back, not to the perfect environment, not to like the lights and, and the, the um, entertainment, but really coming back to build that connection with each other and with God. Um, and I think that's so powerful. But I also know on the other side of things that there's a lot of people that are really anxious to come back to church, to any kind of, you know, group environment. Um, it's, it's scary after a year and a half of being, you know, alone in your apartment or your house with very few people, um, to, to just jump back into, um, you know, a church where, where there's a couple hundred people and you're sitting, you know, less than six feet away because, you know, that's what the CDC recommends. But for a year, they said you can't be, you know, so how do you kind of ease people back in when there might be some of that, 
um, anxiety or, or hesitation in, in getting back to that um, church environment, which we all very much need and crave right now. Yeah, I get it. I mean, for the past year, for the past year, it has been pounded into our heads. Don't take off the mask. Don't get close to anyone. You know, everything, I get it. So for like one year, it's been pounded in our head that it's dangerous to go outside. It's dangerous to be around people. It's dangerous, it's dangerous. And now, you know, the CDC is telling us, as you said, that it's okay if you're vaccinated. It's okay to take off the mask. It's okay to be around one another. And me personally, as soon as I heard this, like I was ready to party and I was ready, but I was surprised. I was surprised and not really surprised, but I was surprised in the sense that a lot of people were like, no, and still, and it's not safe and things like that. And so I get it that, that the anxiety and the fear, like I get it, it's real. But he, here's what I wanna say to all of our listeners out there, is the first thing you gotta realize is there's a difference between a rational fear and an emotional fear, a rational thought and an emotional thought. So the continued sense of fear at this point, especially if you're vaccinated, that's really who I'm talking to, as, as I'm talking about the people who are vaccinated, it's not a rational fear. And the reason why I say that is because the people who told us you should be afraid, we knew nothing a year ago. We didn't know anything about COVID. We never heard of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. we but then a certain group of people said, hey, guys, uh, we are looking ahead and we see this thing is dangerous. And they told us to be afraid. And now the same people are saying that now, given all that we're doing and given all the, the measurements that have taken place, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid anymore. Like you can, you can relax and you can, you know, not be careless, but you, you don't need to be afraid. So the bottom line is either we trust those people or we don't trust them. And if we trusted them when they told us to be afraid, now rationally speaking, like we're rational, we have to trust them when they told us to not be afraid. Because the only reason we were afraid in the beginning is because they told us to be afraid. So it doesn't work rationally if you only trust half the things that people say. Either you trust them as, as they are giving us the truth, okay, or you don't. And for my, you know me, Katie, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I trust the process. I trust those, the governing authorities over us. So rationally speaking, we got to be able to get past this. And, and, and 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 is a, is a verse that I always think of where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. So sound mind, not fear, sound mind says rationally, there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay, If we are vaccinated, if we're moving forward, if we're cautious, we shouldn't let fear dictate. But emotionally, I get it. Emotionally, we're still afraid. Emotionally, we have anxiety. And I get it. But we have to classify it the right way and say it's a rational fear or an emotional fear. When it comes to an emotional fear, what I would say, my advice would just be be patient and take small steps. Just take small steps. Give it a try. Maybe you say, I'm afraid to go back to church. Okay, and then I say, you know what? I told, I told this to people throughout like the last six, eight months, whatever it is. I told people, you're afraid? Just come. The very end, come at the last 10 minutes, okay, take communion, you have my permission, it's okay, just come, they strain the service from outside, just come, give it a try, take communion, and then go, okay, and just try and see, and those people did that, and then the next week, they felt a little more comfortable, or maybe two weeks later, and they came, you know, maybe a half hour, and then after, and now those people, they're the ones who are, like you said, Katie, Costco is, is the, the samples, those are the people who are in Costco right now with the masks off taking the samples, because they took a step. They took a step. So I would encourage you to do the same thing because that's how you destroy an emotional fear. Okay, is you, is you, 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 you take a baby step and the more you do that, what's happening is you're seeing that it's emotional. It's not a rational fear. 
And our job is to encourage people to take a tiny step forward, push them out of their comfort zone, still being safe. Okay, I'm not saying go into the deep end of the pool, but pushing them out of their comfort zone and say, hey, give it a try. And what you'll see is that the fear is, is I'm not going to say entirely emotional. Maybe there's like a 10% rational, okay? But the 90% of it is the emotional piece that hopefully we can address that way. Yeah, that's really helpful on um, kind of a personal level as we ease back into everything. Um, but what about from, you know, like the church organizational level if we're church leaders or um, we're, you know, volunteers that kind of are, are trying to ease people back in? What can we do as, as church communities to help those who are struggling with anxiety of coming back? I think the most important thing is that the leadership of the church is as clear as possible. What people are most afraid of now is surprises and, and coming to church and, and getting hit with something that, wait a minute, I didn't know. So I think I heard this said um, in another podcast I was listening to about church leadership. And he was saying the ideal is certainty. And that's our goal is that like we wished that we could lead with certainty. But you know what? In the world that exists today, certainty is not an option. No one is certain about anything. We, like we lost, we lost that. We lost the certainty to be able to say, for sure, this is where we're going to be in six months. Okay. And I remember even us, like we came up with the plan, the start of 2020 and goals. That, that certainty is out the window. But clarity is a close second. And you know, Katie, that one of the things that I've been doing is I record videos pretty much weekly to our church congregation. Okay. Not really every week. But these days, it seems to be every week. Mm -hmm. And just basically update us to where we're at. And, and, and I, I, I'm very honest and I say, I don't know necessarily where we're going to be in six months or three months or even three weeks. I don't know where we're going, but I know this is where we're at. And again, back to my original point, the world is changing daily and weekly. The world is constantly changing. But STSA family, this is where we're at today. And this is how we're approaching it today. And let's be clear so there's no surprises. Some people, they're like, Father Anthony, your videos, they're too long. Can't you give us bullet points? And you know what? What I keep on saying is I would rather over-communicate during this time versus under-communicate. Like, you're welcome to not watch the video if you want, but I would rather give too much information, have everyone be more prepared for Sunday as opposed to less. And what I always say in these videos is I can't promise that you're always going to agree with me, but my promise to you is to keep you in the loop so that you're not surprised and you know what we're doing and why we're doing it. So then at least if you disagree, okay, at least you know what we're doing and you're welcome to disagree, but I don't want anyone to show up and be surprised, okay? And, and this is one of the things, especially as we are heading into this next phase, I think we owe it to our churches to be as clear as possible, even if we're not certain. Well, I love your videos, Father Anthony. I'll, I'll, I'll keep watching them, I'll relay the messages. Um, and, and I think like one of the things that you've always reiterated throughout this entire pandemic is that even though the way that we had to do church out of necessity was different, that the mission of STSA of bringing an ancient faith to a modern world was the same. Um, and kind of, you know, we didn't, we didn't um, you know, have invite your friend to church Sundays over the last year and a half. But we, we were encouraged to share messages um, and share encouragement to um, invite someone to a life group or a leisure group virtually. Um, and I think that was, that was so important. So now as we're kind of readjusting, how are we going to continue that mission within STSA, bringing ancient faith to a modern world? Yeah, as you said, Katie, our, our mission, that's one thing we said in the very beginning, is the world has changed, but our mission has not. 
And we made sure that, that our members realized that, you know what, love one another as I have loved you. That didn't change during COVID. How you choose to love or how you show love to one another may be different, but the command is still the same. Worshiping God, spending time in prayer, reading our Bible, growing in faith, serving one another, okay, loving the least of these. Like none of these things changed. And we had to continue to do those things during COVID. The way we did it had to look different. There's never a time that we're exempt from the command to love one another or a time we're exempt from the command to grow in our faith. The only thing that I believe suffered during COVID, the primary thing I should say that suffered during COVID was the ability to do evangelism and inviting others to church. Obviously, because there was no church service. And yes, we had online, but online is not the church. Okay, the church is the people. The church is more than a sermon or something that you can stream. Like Those are good things and we do those things but it's not the same. Like my goal isn't to get people to watch our videos. My goal is to get people into our seats, okay? And into our church and into our community. So that's the one area that I do think was the most challenging during COVID, especially when, even when we did go back, you had to sign up and there's limits. And, you know, it's hard to tell people that, you know, can you sign up for my church in three weeks and make sure you do it by this deadline or, mm -hmm. but again, now that that's over, okay? Now that the restrictions, at least here in Virginia are being lifted officially as of today, um, we, we're back. And as I keep telling our congregation, we're back and we're starting a series the first week back, okay, which is next week. And in, in, we're starting a series the first week back, which is called, I want to know. And it is right off the bat. We are jumping into invite a friend to church because we are back and we're doing a series called, I want to know, which is all about questions that we struggle with. And we know others struggle with, and we hear all the time questions like, how do I know Christianity is the right religion? Questions like, why should I go to church if there are bad Christians? There's so many bad Christians. Why should I go to church? Questions like, what difference does it make if I believe or don't believe? Like, you keep telling me to believe what you believe, but what difference does it make? We all struggle with these questions, and we know people out there do. So we're starting back with this series. We're trying to set the mindset. Hey, our mission, all right, we, we kind of taken a little bit of a backseat on the inviting others and, and bringing the ancient faith to the modern world during this past year. We're coming back in, and we're doing it full blast. Because no matter what changes in the world, our ancient faith stays the same. And our ancient faith tells us and it guides us and it instructs us and it informs everything that we do. And that always stays the same. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. And um, I mean, I, I'm reminded of a, a quote by C.S. Lewis where um, towards the end of World War II, um, there were a bunch of people debating whether or not they should just continue with their studies in seminary, if they should learn, if they should, what they should, how they can kind of ease back to this normal life. And, and a lot of people were just waiting for um, life to get back to normal to make these big changes in their communities or in their own personal lives. And um, C.S. Lewis just wrote, life is never normal. So um, I just want to encourage everyone listening, if you're waiting for life to truly get back to normal, to implement these changes within your church community, or um, to make big changes in your own life, you're going to, you're not, you're never going to find a time in which life is normal. Um, there's always going to be something. So now is the perfect time to implement um, some, some of these changes in, in the community to make things more welcoming for guests and to make things um, easier for, for people to join our faith and, and join our communities. So um, we wanted to share some of the resources that we have available on our website 
um, at stsaministries.org. Particularly, I wanted to highlight the welcoming environments page. Um, you can click on that right from our homepage, the welcoming environments box right there. Um, we've got some great resources, um, things to keep at a connection table, um, how to build a connection team, and, and really focus on on inviting people back to church, really focus on that evangelism piece that you're talking about. Um, so you can find that on our website at stsaministries.org. Anything else you wanted to add as, as we kind of kick off the summer here, Father Anthony? The only thing I'll add is I want to encourage everyone that it's time to get back to our mission. It's time to get back to our mission. We spent the last year and understandably, last year was not focused on mission. It was kind of self-preservation. How do we keep ourselves safe? How do we do, you know, I get it. But now it's time for us to get back to what God sent us here to do, which is our mission, bringing an ancient faith to a modern world. Love that. Let's do it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're so thankful to be able to get out of our houses, back into our communities. Um, and we hope you'll take the time to make the new normal even better um, this year. And we've got some exciting things coming on the podcast. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, um, on Facebook, and check out our website at stsaministries.org. We'll chat again soon. Thanks so much, Father Anthony. Thank you, Katie. To listen to previous episodes or access all of our free resources, join the community at stsaministries.org.